Good afternoon, this is uh, Rupert Thompson, Chief Investment Officer at Kingswood Group. It's 15th of March, and I'm now going to run through our views on the markets for the coming week and also recent developments. Well, equity markets uh, recovered some of their mojo last week. Uh, global equity has actually gained as much as 2 2.5% in sterling and local currency terms, respectively. And they're now only a half percent to 1% below their mid-February peak. In the US, a number of equity indices have actually touched new all-time highs in recent days. The S&P 500, which is the benchmark generally used by professional investors and which measures the performance of the largest 500 stocks, that has inched above its previous peak. But the Dow Jones Industrial Average, which generally dominates the headlines, but is in fact a very narrow and very flawed index of 30, of 30 cyclical stocks, easily surpassed its high earlier in the month. But it's really small cap stocks in the States which have been on a roll late, of late. Uh, they've returned some 19% this year versus uh, 5% for the S&P 500. This burst of outperformance follows years of being trounced by large cap stocks, which have benefited from the surge in the tech titans. The reason for the change in fortune is the prospect of a sharp rebound in the economy over coming months, which will very much benefit the minnows much more than these titans. Growth forecasts for the states have been revised up significantly in recent weeks. Not only has the vaccination rollout gathered pace, but President Biden last week signed into law his massive new $1.9 trillion fiscal stimulus package. This amounts to 8.4% of GDP, with the most eye-catching element being the $1,400 check most individuals are now going to receive. Some of this handout will be spent, but undoubtedly some of it will end up in the stock market. Small, stock, small cap stocks have also been on a roll in the UK, uh, returning 15% year-to-date versus 6% for the large cap FTSE 100. Here again, the hope is for a strong economic rebound, but this time it's based much more on the rapid vaccine rollout, with Chancellor Sunak rather less gener generous in his handouts than President Biden. Much of the outperformance of small and mid-cap stocks in the UK and also to a lesser extent the US, is now, it has to be said, probably behind us. Even so, they should continue to benefit from favourable tailwinds for a few months yet, and we certainly plan to retain our tilt to these areas for the time being. Equities have managed to resume their upward path, even though government bond yields rose further last week. Strong growth and a marked rise in inflation will very likely continue to drive yields higher over coming months, but we believe this shouldn't prevent equities from seeing further gains. Importantly, the rise in yields is being driven in large part by growth forecasts being revised higher, which is good news for corporate earnings and for equities. Moreover, even after these increases, yields will still remain at historically low levels, with central banks doing their best to contain the rise. The Fed has been at pains to emphasise that it will be very cautious in scaling back its uh, QE, its quantitative easing programme, and is still a long way from raising rates. At its meeting uh, this coming Wednesday, it will be updating its economic forecasts following the Biden stimulus package, and these are going to very much be uh, scrutinised closely by the markets for any clues as to any changes in its thinking on this respect. 
The European Central Bank, well, it's taken rather more overt action to stem the rise in bond yields, pledging last week to step up the pace of its bond purchases. With the vaccine rollout in the EU proceeding much slower than in the UK and the US, a new wave of infections seemingly underway in some countries, such as Italy, and a considerably smaller fiscal stimulus than in the US, the ECB is under pressure to do what it can to support the recovery. Here in the UK, the lockdown-related decline in GDP in January was a smaller than expected 2.9%. This good news, though, was tempered by a collapse in trade with the EU in the same month, with exports down as much as 40%. Only time really will tell how much of this Brexit-related decline just reflects teething problems and earlier stock building rather than newer, longer-lasting impediments to trading with the EU. The Bank of England also meets this week on Thursday, but with no change in policy in the offing and no new forecast to pour over, the market's attention, even more so than usual, will be firmly focused on the deliberations of the Fed rather than the MPC. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back again next week. Please note that this podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed do not constitute financial advice. And please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future. And there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice, please speak to a qualified financial advisor.